0: It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Outloading the Down South IT Podcast. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you with me. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. Coming to you from the heart of Cajun country where Mardi Gras season is well underway. And I can tell you from experience that New Year's diets and king cakes don't always mesh together. I can promise you. But as promised, we're going to CES today. So sit back and these are going to be Some of the most innovative and what I thought would be interesting products that I found while researching this. Now, I did go to several different websites to check on it. You can see all the websites that I went to on the show prep right underneath the embedded player. Look for the link for show prep. You'll be able to find it there. This way, you'll be able to see not only pictures and prices of everything I'm going to talk about today, but the lists, and everything that I went through to be able to get to these things. Now, everybody makes their own lists and everything else, so I basically took a few and combined and made my own, but if you want to see the full list from Popular Mechanics and Gadget, CNET, and Wired, you can. The links are going to be right there on the show prep for you, along with everything that I'm going to talk about today. Now, before I jump into the fun stuff, I do want to take a second and go through something a little serious with you, but to also ask for your help. So it's come to my attention that a friend of the podcast, a good friend of mine, guy I worked with for a long time before I got into IT and everything else when I was still working retail, me and him became friends after we started working together and we've been friends ever since. So this is going over a decade now. But this guy, he is, and first and foremost, he's a dad. He has two really great kids. Both of them are severely autistic. And he's taking care of both of them as a single father. I cannot commend him more for what he does for those kids. Those kids are awesome. I love them to death. Um, don't see them near often as I should, but I love both of his kids. They're, they're great kids. He's a great father. And he's having a little bit of a rough patch right now. So what I'm asking is that you hit up his Etsy shop. Not only is he a father, but he's also an artist. Does great work with pastels and different things like that, but everything is on his Etsy store. So if you want to head over there and pick something up, you can help him out directly by buying some of his art and some prints And that site is jorsart.etsy.com, J-O-R-S-A-R-T.etsy.com. You can check that out, pick up one of his prints, that'll help him directly. Like I say, he's been having a kind of a rough go of it since before Christmas. So if you can and are able and like his art, please pick something up. I will link everything into the description of the podcast so you can go check that out also. You can find that link there. But uh, in fact, I'll, th- I'll even throw it up on the show prep too. So you can throw it, you can go check that on there as well. But if you like his work, please don't hesitate. Buy something. It will definitely help him out. And that's jorsart.etsy.com, tetsycom And now on to CES. And if you don't know what that is, that's the Consumer Electronics Show. It's held every year normally in Vegas, and it's the biggest electronic show of the year where everybody comes together, and they show off all their new tech, new gear, prototype items, stuff that may be coming to the consumer market, probably usually in the next two to three years, but there's a lot of really cool stuff that people exhibit while on CES. A lot of it is the stuff you kind of expect, TVs and Computers, you know, different things like that, that we would normally see at a consumer electronics show. But there's also a lot of stuff going this year having to do with electric vehicles because those are all the rage right now. Apparently, Dodge or Ram, depending on which brand you subscribe to, unveiled their new electronic truck. And it's the Ram 1500 EV, supposedly getting more mileage than the F-150 Lightning which, I mean, granted, that's not really saying a whole lot, but electric vehicles right now are, again, all the rage, so everybody's trying to do one. Not only that, they also had one from BMW. The BMW one was, basically, it was a secondary choice because it was the second generation, should I say, of one that they did last year, and last year, it was at, the big thing was that it was able to change color. And it was able to change color, like different shades of gray and white and stuff like that, just because of the body panels and different things that it had on it. Well, this year's version actually can do 240 different colors and can do all kinds of artwork and stuff like that on the outside of the car, not to mention change the lighting and different things like that all over the inside as well. So... It's basically a huge multitude of screens on the inside, but the outside, the big draw is changing the color. The third entry into the EVs was actually from Qualcomm and from Honda. Honda built the car, Qualcomm did all of the software and the computerized part. And theirs was basically the way to describe it in the picture. Uh, not the way to describe the way they described it along with the picture. It was almost like an EV capsule on wheels. And that was kind of the, the thing that I got from it. Now, granted, none of these EVs are going to be on the show prep. I just thought they were kind of interesting and everybody's doing one. So I figured I'd kind of mention it here. So if you weren't already played out with electric vehicles yet, they're going to have a few more that are going to be coming down the pipe too. So you're ready for those commercials. Now, on to the show prep side of it. First off is the LG OLED Flex monitor. It's a 27-inch widescreen monitor, which is nothing out of the ordinary. It's also an OLED monitor, which is not out of the ordinary. It's a 4K monitor, 120 hertz. Again, nothing really to write home about. The big innovation with this one is that it can go from a flat panel to a curved panel with just the touch of a button. Now, there are a couple of other ones that do this where you can actually manually manipulate the the screen to where it can be a curved monitor, but this one is one that's all electronic, does everything itself. You just touch a button and it it does it. So that's the big draw with this one. Now, Most OLED monitors and high refresh rate monitors are going to be expensive on their own. But the fact that this one can be a curved or a flat monitor drives the price up significantly. And this one runs or will run at $24.99 at launch. Now, next up are a pair of Jabra Enhanced Plus wireless earbuds. Again, nothing really out of the ordinary with these. We've seen wireless earbuds from just about everybody nowadays, all the way from Beats to Samsung. Pixels even have their own version. But the ones that make this one special is the fact that they're bringing hearing aid level quality and precision to users. So if you are one of the people that need a hearing aid or you know, something along that line, if you are hearing impaired, these can be tuned specifically to aid you in your hearing. You can have it address, bring up background noise. You can have it amplify ambient noise. You can have it amplify voice tones, different things like that to make these a specialized earbud. But just the fact that They look just like regular earbuds, but they could possibly be hearing aids. That's a really cool idea. And it's really cool that they actually did that. They, you know, most companies don't have to do things like that and incorporate this level of precision and time and effort into their products. But the fact that they did that basically in an attempt to make it, to make a product that someone that is hearing impaired can wear without being looked at differently. And that's always cool. I mean, uh, the, whenever somebody does that and in their design does that, so somebody can have that level of anonymity or, you know, not get looked at a little bit differently. That's always cool. And I'm always going to highlight that type of thing. That's actually not the only product that I saw within these lists that would help, you know, differently able people. I did, they did have one that was basically it was a handle with a gimbal attached to it that would allow people with limited range of motion or, you know, issues with their hands or, you know, strength strength issues in their hands to be able to put on makeup. Again, a really cool product just to give some normalcy to somebody that would have difficulty doing something like that, that most of us would do every day and don't even think twice about it. That's a cool product. I'm always the, I'm very happy that they're coming out with stuff like that. If you want to check that part out, it is on one of the lists in the links in the show prep. I didn't highlight it on my show prep, but it is there in the, the full list. So if you want to go check that out, you can. Again, that's going to be right there on the homepage, DownSouthITPodcast.com. Under the embedded player, look for show prep and you'll be able to find it right there. Next up is the LG Gram 17. This is a 17-inch ultra-portable laptop. And the thing that makes this one so unique is how much horsepower they actually have in this thing. This is a 17-inch laptop that weighs under three pounds. But not only that, it has a 144 hertz screen. It's an OLED screen, full keyboard, packs a 13th gen Intel CPU and a NVIDIA 3050 Ti for a graphics processor. This thing will give most desktop towers a run for their money and a less than three-pound package. That's crazy. That, that's actually more powerful than my current gaming rig. So yeah. <laughs> that's a little nuts. And it granted, it is gonna be a little pricey. They start at $12.99. LG does have several different versions of the gram. Uh, I think they have a 13 inch, a 15 and a 17. So you can customize by size, not only with the different graphics and Intel CPUs. I think they do have them with AMD CPUs as well. So if you want to look into that, but the one that was highlighted was the Intel version with the 3050. So if you're looking for a laptop and want one that is very light, very portable, but strong enough to do just about anything you can throw at it, this is going to be one of them. Now, next up is the rolling square in charge XL cable. And believe it or not, not everything on this list is going to be thousands of dollars. This one's only 29 bucks. And basically what it is, it's just, I don't know how anybody didn't think it is yet, but at least it's here now. It's a single cable that'll take the place of six other cables because it'll do USB-A, type C, lightning cable. Type-C, pretty much everything in between. So it'll take the place of six different cables in one cable. So you will never be without the correct charging cable ever again. And this, like I said, it's only 30 bucks To have peace of mind, especially if you travel a lot, this is almost a no-brainer. Next up is the Xebec Tri-Screen 2. And what this is, it's basically, it's two separate screens that you can put on the outside of your laptop or your notebook. And what it is, you can add two 10-inch, 1900 by 1200 panels to your laptop or your tablet and run three different monitors at the same time. Now, there, there have been a few like this that I've seen in the past, and most of them are not very well made. The screens are junk. The mounts are junk, you know, different things like that. But this one, they granted it is 500 bucks, but you get much better screens with it. You get a lot more real estate for your screens and you also get the one that's a lot better built. They do have optional kickstands if you don't want to actually attach it to the top of your laptop, or if you just want to do it separately, there are kickstands available for each of the other two screens. And you can just have them separate, you know, lay it on the table and go for, go that route as well if you want. But the fa- if you do need a lot of screen real estate, this could be one option. And just from the mere fact of the screens not being complete junk and being like an I- IPS panel that's not even HD, these are HD panels. So very cool little accessory that you could possibly be looking at next up is the ring car cam now from the name you already know they do security cameras they do doorbells with cameras in them lots of different things in the ring ecosystem if you're already familiar and this is no exception but what it does is it brings that technology to your car and Basically, it acts not only as a theft deterrent because it will record on motion just like the doorbells and the cam- the security cameras do, but it also acts as a dash cam front and back so you can have, you know, a full view dash cam with night vision. So if that's something that you've been looking into, this is a viable option. They're going to start at $199. they are on pre-order right now. Now, they do have a cellular version of it available, so you won't only be able to record to a SD card, but you will be able to use cellular data to upload all of the video and everything to Rings Cloud if you're away from your Wi-Fi at your house. So there is that option also, but I'd imagine that that service is probably going to be a little more than normal. They didn't have any pricing on that, but they did say that the cellular option was going to be available. So if you're looking for a dash cam and you're already in the Ring ecosystem, this could be something that you are you might look into. The design of it looks kind of sci-fi-ish, to be honest with you. It's the, kind of alien almost, the way it, it's it comes up out of its stand like that. Very cool, very different, but something new in the Ring space. So they're they're always adding different things here and there. So this is another new one and I don't think anybody's even tried to do anything similar that I've at least that I've seen yet. So this will definitely be their first foray into it. Interesting to go see how that's actually going to work. Next up is the LG Signature OLED M3. This was good lord, I'm getting a lot of emails. This was the signature TV that lg had on display this year not only was the fact that it was a 4k tv or that it was an oled tv or the fact that it was 97 inches which is freaking huge the big draw was that this tv besides the power cable was completely wireless so no usb drive uh thumb drives or anything like that for your streaming service You didn't have to plug in any HDMI cables, no optical cables, no nothing. There was a separate dock that comes with the TV that you can keep within 30 feet of it. And that sends all the video signal to the TV. So you plug everything into the dock, which means you can keep everything nice and clean and tight. All your cables managed, everything like that, out of sight, out of mind. And the only cable that comes off this TV is just power cable. And that right there in itself is pretty cool. Now LG said that their box and TV combo, the the Wi-Fi signal that it used was a proprietary one that was supposedly faster than Wi-Fi 6, the Wi-Fi AX standard. So just to be clear, that's faster than 9.6 gigabytes of throughput per second. That's a lot of data. (laughs) Now granted, If you're doing uncompressed 4K video, that's going to be a lot of data on itself. So the fact that it had to be that fast to be able to even display 4K at 60 hertz, that does not surprise me. Now, the fact that it is proprietary kind of sucks, but I'm sure somebody else will come up with something similar and it'll probably be open source, but it'll be, you know, a few years down the road. Now, they didn't give any kind of pricing or anything like that with this gigantic TV. But just to give you an idea, the one that actually has the plugs and stuff on the back was $25,000. So the wireless one is going to be quite a bit higher, I would imagine. But again, there was no price announced for it. So there you go. They do have a 73-inch version of the wired TV for this. And that one was, I believe, $2,900. So, (laughs) just to give you an idea of price range, it will be more than $25,000. That still doesn't compare to the one Samsung introduced a couple of years ago. I talked about it on the podcast before. It was called The Wall with the different micro LED panels that you can line up into one gigantic 200-inch TV. That one was almost a quarter of a million. I think it was $220,000 for that one. So probably not gonna be quite in that realm, but it's still gonna be very, very pricey. And the last thing I'm gonna talk about today is called the Bionic Apogee. And what it is, is basically a backpack with leg straps, and it's a wearable mech suit that was designed to be very lightweight Designed for commercial use and you know, people that do a lot of repetitive tasks, lifting boxes, moving things, stuff like that. And it's designed to take the stress off of a worker while they do a lot of repetitive motions. The suit's designed to offset 66 pounds of load on you know when you're carrying 66 pounds. So that way your lower back, your upper back, your legs, knees, all of those will be supported. And you won't have near as much fatigue over long periods. Again, for this, there wasn't really a price or anything like that that they indicated for this. But the fact that they even have something like this is really cool. And we really didn't see much of this up until basically the Avengers movies. Whenever uh, I'm sure you probably remember if you've seen them when roadie got hurt and he had to wear the leg braces that help him walk after his accident and that's basically similar to what this is going to do it's it's there to aid and help it's not nearly as specialized as a brace or something like that for somebody who would be a paraplegic or you know has limited function in their legs or arms or anything like that it's not Quite that specialized, so being that it is for the commercial market and stuff like that. So, this is one of those things that it's using that tech to be able to, you know, help people out again that have limited range of motion, you know, have disabilities or anything like that, which is really cool. Now, there are specialized versions of this again for people with disabilities or limited range of motion they are a lot more bulky than this one is but the fact that the technology is evolving means that things are going to get smaller things are going to get better and it's going to be something that you'd be able to wear almost like a brace or a cane you know in the coming years rather than this huge backpack thing you know that that it is now so the technology is evolving and that's a good thing it is a very good thing It'll help a lot of people out, not only, like I say, the, the people that are dis- disabled or limited range of motion, but even people like UPS, FedEx, Amazon, you know, people that do a lot of repetitive stuff like that, moving things, moving companies, you know, different stuff like that. They'll be able to utilize some of this stuff to so people don't get hurt quite as often. And there you have it. That is the best of CES from 2023, at least my list of it. Now, if you want to check out all the lists that I went through and made my own, then you can check those on the show prep, DownSouthITPodcast.com, right under the embedded player, look for the show prep link, and it'll be right there for you. And like I like to end every podcast, a paraphrase from Albert Hubbard, technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for joining me. This has been one hell of an episode. Get ready for the next one. I hope to see you there. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Don't forget, hit up georsart.etsy.com. Go make a purchase. Help a brother out. Thank you all. I'll see you all next time. Later.